0: NFR Extra is a
1: podcast dedicated to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons and personalities that embody the Western lifestyle.
2: The
3: Miss Rodeo America pageant I would love to watch like a grown man go through it because I walked into it knowing it would be tough, but like mentally it is so tolling going you're you have like fourteen or fifteen hour days for eight days long trying to present your best self so that four people can judge you. The last night before the coronation, before the big reveal, you're sequestered from your family. You don't see them all week long, you don't have your phones. But you get one opportunity to talk to your family that week. And so um, (laughs) I saw my family and I asked my mom, I said, Mom, shoot me straight. You think I have a shot? And I was expecting like, yes, honey, you're doing so good. Your speech is awesome. She was like, man, I don't know. And so from that point forward, I was like, that's it. it. (laughs) This is the end of the line for me. Thank you, Mom. (laughs)
2: Hey, everybody. This is Steve Godert, and you're listening to the NFR Extra. Speaking of conversing and liking to do it, Miss Rodeo America, how are you doing today?
3: Oh, just dandy.
2: (laughs) Dandy like a lion.
3: Dandy like a lion. (laughs) Roar. (laughs) Kennedy Briggs. This is stretching too (laughs) far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: MRA. How is it for your title of being Miss Rodeo America? Is it everything that you thought it would be? Is it less? Is it more? Is it worth it? Is it not?
3: Um, All of the above. It's more than I thought in every way possible. And so beyond worth it. And I'm just barely starting to get a tiny glimpse of that. I mean, like with this job, I mean, it's similar to other startup jobs, but (laughs) it is so unique in that this one year will literally, I will feed off of it for the rest of my life. I have connections now and friendships that I will always be able to benefit from and serve people through. So very, very thankful to say the least.
2: What has been the one thing that you were not anticipating that you've got to experience?
3: You know what? I was not anticipating to be homesick. And um, I've spent time away from home. I lived out of the country. And so I knew what that felt like. But I didn't think that I would feel a little bit homesick being gone. And I say that I really feel at home no matter where I go in the rodeo world because it's a family, right? But I'm more homesick for my little brothers who I miss so much. I didn't realize how close we were and Arizona, which that's my home state, and sure. I didn't realize how much I loved it until now, so it's given me a little bit more appreciation.
2: We're in Vegas. It's very similar to Arizona.
3: The weather, for sure. The environment, <laughs> not, semi- <laughs> not so much. <laughs> how old are your little brothers? Um, I'm actually the oldest of six. So I've got a sister that's 16, and then I've got a brother that's 20, a 14-year-old, 12-year-old, and 10-year-old. Ho- they are cow. rowdy, too. My poor mom, like, all those boys in a row, there's holes in the wall, paintings everywhere that are unintentional. How many was Stitches? that you said? Four boys and two girls. Okay.
2: That's yep. a lot. That's a family.
3: It's a family. <laughs> My and mom for sure is familiar with people at the hospital. Let's just say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. the boys, <laughs> yeah. They know us by name. So, yeah.
2: Is our room ready? We're Yeah. Here. Thank
3: you. I'm over here thinking
0: like, okay, you have a child that's Miss Rodeo America. Like, that's got to be a lot. Nope definitely
3: probably not oh, it's a lot the least of situation. her work <laughs> right <laughs> I think she's more like oh good one of my children's on her own one <laughs> less kid to feed under my roof right now yeah so um no but it's been so much fun and I think it's really fun because having my little brothers they're of course rodeo fanatics they're steer riders and one's an aspiring steer wrestler and so they think this is the coolest thing in the world so it's the first time in my life and my little brothers appreciate me. They're like, oh, okay, she's gonna see Stetson Wright this week. Let's give her flowers, write her notes, you know, what can she do for us? <laughs> Stetson Wright is like the
2: rodeo version of a boy band. He is like Yes, like he, one he,
3: direction, he, but
2: he, but he gets like the guys and the girls like
1: <laughs> No, I mean, you're, I mean it's true. Your son yeah. locked up. He no, was like <laughs> he, he's
2: like, I wanna meet him. I'm like, there he is, go shake his hand. He's like
1: <laughs>
0: That's so,
3: how it goes,
2: yeah. Huh? How did you get into the rodeo queen side
1: of things?
3: Man, it's is it
1: called something? Is it queening or like what? You know, is it, <laughs> how did you is get into rodeo queenery? queenery? Is it queenery?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. That's a new one. The kingdom? Yeah, the Shh. kingdom. Um it's definitely a little niche. We could call it a cult, but it's not, but um it's different from girl to girl. In my case, it's a family legacy. So my great-grandmother was the Reno Rodeo Queen in 1950, and then I'm not going to be the handiest breakaway roper in the world, so I thought my talents and gifts lie in this area. So I pursued it just like my aunts and my mom did, and here I am.
2: Aunts and your mom.
3: And my grandma and my great-grandma.
2: So was prior to your accomplishment as Miss Rodeo America was grandma at uh, miss reno rodeo was that probably the the top accolade for the, for the ladies
3: oh at the time i'd say probably so like with the old timer rodeos like the pendleton roundup and reno rodeo like those are the only rodeo queens around so right um that was definitely very prestigious at the time it still is but yeah fast forward all this time i get to wear her clothes and it just makes me feel closer to her anyways too that's so, so cool it's really neat yeah. for me Who stored all those all this time? Oh, you guys. There's a room Uh at an undisclosed location in Arizona. (laughs) 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 And this room is stacked to the brim with family heirloom clothes, which I'm so lucky because... Western clothing's not cheap, sure. you know? Yeah. And I get to whip out my vintage Justin boots that my great-grandma designed. Like, it is a flex and a half, so yeah. I'm very thankful.
2: <laughs> How about, like, that shirt? Because that's a pretty punchy, old-school-looking yeah. shirt. This is my grandma's. Yeah. Is it that's really? So cool.
1: It is. That's awesome.
2: Yeah.
3: But it, there's an art to it. She taught us, like, the way that you have to get them dry-cleaned in a special way, stored in a cool, dry place so that the colors don't fade and the rhinestones don't unset. So there's a lot more <laughs> to it you'd think, but.
2: They're like gremlins. You there's a lot of stuff that comes with them. Yes. And if you don't
1: Yeah, and you got to got to be careful with the side effects. Too. The you can say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you wear the shirt for more than 12 hours. Yeah, don't you dare do
2: it. <laughs>
0: it's painful. Warm
2: water? Have you lost
1: your mind?
3: <laughs> uh, so
1: you said you've lived out of the country. Where else have you lived?
3: Yes. So I lived in Brazil for a time. Um I have some family ties and connections down there. I kind of grew up around the culture. But, um, and then time came when I was old enough for my church to serve a mission. So I submitted my application. And in this case, this is one of my favorite stories ever. That's totally played in a Miss Rodeo America too. You don't get to choose where you go for your mission. And it's a year and a half long for girls. So I prayed my booty off that I could go to Brazil. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to go to Yuma or something, you know? No time came I got my call my assignment and it was to the exact place that I wanted to go in the Amazon no way and so that was one of the first times in my young life where I really felt so strongly like that was my testimony growing right there like I knew God knew me and he heard my prayers so I went and I lived on the Amazon and um <laughs> can't even tell you like how crazy of an experience that was but you um, need to try yes it seriously like anywhere outside of the country if anybody can have the opportunity to go do it because your perspective on life deepens you appreciate things more and you just take a new look on life so
1: so did you know portuguese before you went down there or you learned it
3: so a little bit so i grew up around the culture like i said my dad would speak to me when i was little we'd listen to the music, but I wasn't fluent. And so at the beginning of my mission, they sent me down to a big city in Brazil for six weeks to learn. And so after that, they threw you into the deep end, and then you become fluent by immersion, being around people. So, And now I get to use that in rodeo, so it's so handy. That's awesome.
2: (laughs) We're not leaving this uh, Amazon deal. So what was – I mean, (laughs) give us just a layout of, like, so you have the big city first, but then where did you go to? Like, are we thinking – Deep in the jungle type stuff?
3: Yes. So the travel plan for me to get to where I was assigned to, it was called Orishimina. And it's this little town slash village on the river. So I start off in that big city. I take a six-hour plane ride up to the north. And there's one big city up in the north. And it's an Amazon port city. So it's pretty well developed. And then I take a one-hour plane ride from there to a more remote area. And then a 12-hour boat ride on the Amazon River overnight to get to my little town. Um what and kind, so
2: what's the boat look? I mean, what kind of a boat? It's, it's like a
3: ferry. So okay. I mean, like yeah, I'm, they've I'm definitely like... sunk. They're not super. Okay, <laughs> they didn't tell my mom until I came home about those deals. But you can watch River Monsters. They've told stories about it. Okay. Um and so, uh, but it's fun because you can sleep on a hammock. Everybody brings hammocks and hangs them up, and you sleep on the ferry underneath the stars on the Amazon River. It's like nothing can beat that. Um, are mosquitoes bad. I was gonna say how big are the are bad. bugs there? Mosquitoes are bad. Um, I'd say what's worse is water like there's no safe water there so you have a filter in your water bottle and you only drink out of that and mm. the one time I didn't use that was one of my biggest regrets of my life <laughs> so uh yeah quite an experience
1: what about food
0: yeah. Yeah, man
3: down there it's pretty it, it's an impoverished area where I was living out so it's more beans and rice than anything and basically if you imagine Mexican food without the spice and flavor it's that it's like bland Mexican food um, but one thing that actually is specific to that area where I lived, it's the only place in the world where acai plants grow. So if you ever had acai, like a bowl or something, that's the Americanized version. It's really, um, like tasteless. It comes out smooth, like an avocado and people put salt in it and eat it with fish or they mix it with sugar and sweet, milk. And so it's really different there, but that's their staple commodity down there. They
0: also have something called corn juice. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. We learned this
3: yesterday from junior. It's
2: corn liquor.
0: <laughs> it's it's not. It's literally like blended corn and water. And this is a thing. Your Noguera
3: is like a big advocate for it. Yeah, apparently. he said
0: you have to stop at the little gas stations on the small <laughs> town roads. Doesn't oh, that sound is- promising? <laughs> is Case. that like the American version of a hot dog at a gas station? Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, sick. Is it trustworthy. Gas station sushi. Uh, that's yeah, the <laughs> sushi part.
2: So a year and a half on the mission. Yes. And you were eighteen when you went there? Or I was how-
3: 19. Yeah, so I graduated high school, turned 19, and then left. So it was right. three months after I graduated.
2: Okay. And then, so you come back, and obvious choice is now rodeo queendom.
3: Well, it wasn't quite an obvious choice at the time, actually. I knew I wanted to run for Miss Rodeo Arizona because it was my family legacy. And um, I felt strongly that I should do that, but I also really wanted to cheer in college. That was my main thing out of high school I wanted to do. And I chose the mission instead. So I was like, when I come back, I'll just do that. But then <laughs> I ended up putting it off again because I had a strong feeling to do this. And so ran from Australia, Arizona. And usually you have to prepare for a long time for that. Studying, you know, you gotta know the PRCA rule book like the back of your hand. I was not ready, but um, Lord help me. And I walked away with that crown had an extension of my mission it seemed such a cool experience as Miss Rodeo Arizona and then came to win Miss Rodeo America which I did not think would happen so it's been very full circle still haven't cheered in college but way worth it if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is
2: cheering in college something that we're still wanting to do?
3: Yes but you know time's ticking I don't know if I've ever met a 24 year old college cheerleader but um, to be honest because of how big of a dream it is I would not say that's too unlikely (laughs) I'll still pursue it.
1: Where would you want to go to school?
3: Well, Arizona State is my family's school, so we're not fair weather fans. We've been through it all with them, and okay. we've had season tickets for a long time. So that would be where I'd want to be.
1: Okay. What would you want to study?
3: Uh, I'm actually I'm online. I'm kind of on pause now, but I'm studying journalism. When I was a little girl, I loved sports with all my brothers, so I wanted to do ESPN sports broadcasting. And obviously, now the rodeo world has way more opportunities for that too. <laughs> so that's probably what I'll end up pursuing.
1: Let's take a quick pause, and we'll be right back. Looking to rope in some news and features you can't find anywhere else? Then look no further than the series of blogs at NFRExperience.com. You'll find customized content from experts in all things rodeo and Las Vegas. There's the NFR Insider, the mental game and one-on-one with Susan Canode, Hurley's Hotspots and Gold Buckle Buzz with Brian Hurlbert. NFR Experience with Patrick Everson, and the Junior World Finals with Jack Nowlin. There's something for all rodeo fans. Check it out at NFRExperience.com, because legacies and memories are made in Vegas.
0: Tell me about what it was like once you got to Las Vegas, like going through the competition of Miss Rodeo America.
3: Oh, you guys, like, there are no words. The Miss Radio America pageant, I would love to watch, like, a grown man go through it because I walked into it knowing it would be tough, but, like, mentally, it is so tolling, going, you're, you have, like, 14 or 15-hour days for eight days long trying to present your best self so that four people can judge you, and it's from anything from, like, speaking in front of a big crowd We do extemporaneous speeches. They give you a topic and you have to just make a speech on the spot almost Um, to written tests about PRCA rules and horse science to horsemanship, riding jump horses. So it's a lot of different things. It it was very difficult, but it also was a blast being here in Vegas with all those friends that I spent a whole year with. So um, (laughs) there's no way to describe it, but it is extremely difficult, but also extremely fun.
1: So take us through it from day one. You get here, what
3: happens? So day one, you check in at the South Point, which I'm very thankful it's at the South Point. Everything's accessible. We check in, we do an orientation, we meet our judges, and we jump straight into it. So they do uh, something every day where um, you'll have a speaking opportunity. So we do onstage questions on controversial topics. You'll do your extemporaneous speech. You will have a fashion show, which is a blast, and it's a huge production. I would highly recommend going And the horsemanship portion is a big, big day. Um, And that's a whole day in itself where they give you two different jump mounts from stock contractors and um, you perform AQHA-approved patterns for judges. So um, the whole thing considered, it is good at picking out well-rounded talents, if that makes sense. So every year there's just such a good bunch of girls, it's hard to even choose and any which way you'll end up with a good girl.
0: We typically ask our world champions, was there a point in time you know, at the NFR that you you thought like, hey, I have a chance at this title. You know, some of them come in leading it, some of them don't. And it's interesting to watch them ride that roller coaster. Do you feel like there was a point in time where you were like, okay, I have a chance. Like that went my way. Or was it kind of just like,
3: wow, we're still going through this the whole time. (laughs) I think up until the very last moment, I really didn't. I wasn't extremely confident in my own self, but one thing I was super confident in was the fact that I prayed for whatever was supposed to happen to happen. So I knew that was going to come to be. And also for my heritage, like I'm a big believer in angels helping us out. And I've heard cowboys tell stories of like Strand Smith. He had his grandpa die on the way to the NFR one year and he felt like that helped him and that's exactly how I felt it was for me. And so it wasn't necessarily that I felt like I had a shot, but the fact that I had extra angels helping me know how to answer things and helping me remember um, things that I had studied, that was what I did feel confident in. But I will say the last night before the coronation, before the big reveal, you're sequestered from your family. You don't see them all week long. You don't have your phones, but you get one opportunity to talk to your family that week. And so um, (laughs) I saw my family and I asked my mom, I said, mom, shoot me straight. You think I have a shot? And I was expecting like, yes, honey, you're doing so good. Your speech is awesome. She's like, oh, man, I don't know. And so from that point forward, I was oh, like, that's start. it. This is the end of the line for me. Thank you, mom. <laughs> See, I
0: actually love that though. Cause that's, that's my mom. Like if anyone's <laughs> ever met Tammy Bentley, let me tell you, like she's yeah. the most she honest person in the she world. She'd be like with chicken
1: fingers.
2: Thank you, Lord. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and they work long days during the NFR. My mom oh, yeah. shows up with food, she's oh, a saint. Yeah. Nobody understands heart. how small, like, that act of kindness is sometimes during that NFR week. Like, here's food, and you're like, wow, that's the most amazing <laughs> thing I've ever seen. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> the parents, so, you know, good talk about family and going throughout the you know stages of queening in general. Mm-hmm. Your mom is a big supporter of this transition, you know, going down the road. How has it been throughout this year being gone?
3: Yeah. You know, one thing I'm very thankful for more than ever is technology because I FaceTime them often and tell them stories and they'll catch me up. Um, but I will say one of my favorite experiences so far, of course, my mom is elated. This is totally up her alley. And I feel like she deserves to be wearing the crown and not me for how much she's done for me. But my dad has not always been the biggest fan of, you know, ballet recitals or rodeo queening, you know, which, of course, his daughter decided to pursue all of those things. So I've jugged him through the dirt, to say the least. And um, <laughs> I have watched him become a total rodeo queen dad. Like he will not admit it, but. I saw his facial expressions in the crowd like when we were at the Miss Rodeo America pageant, he was into it. And so it's been fun to watch my dad kind of turn into this supportive figure where he always has supported me, but he secretly is like a big fan of the rodeo queen industry (laughs) without telling anyone.
1: I want you to know it's catching on too, because you said queening.
3: Queening. Yeah. That's the word, I guess. Yeah.
1: She said queening. Queenery is a good
3: one too, though. Queenery is good. I liked that one.
0: (laughs) I think what you just said really goes into the fact, you know, we have two dads here and <laughs> there's something about a daughter that really just changes the world of what is
3: happening in the And do you guys lives. have daughters? Yeah. Both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think the other thing too is, you know, I, I feel with my son, it's my job to teach him how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you're the protector of your household, you know, and it's your job if you have a family one day that you need to protect that family. Like I always joke with my wife, if a hurricane's coming to town, like you can go stay with your parents cause they have a generator and all this nice stuff. I'm, I'm protecting our house. Like i so, but with a daughter, it's, it's like, that's an extension of your wife. Like I I want to protect her, mm, you know, I both of that. the women in my family even more because at some point in time, my son has to be able to, pick up his torch and go, all right, dad, I'm going with you, you know, but with the girls, it's like, Hey, no dad's got this. So that I think that for me, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Steve, but
2: daughters, I have two of them. The youngest one is like, it's a weird deal. They take you to a high that you didn't know existed. A low you hoped wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) And they keep you subject to either one of those exchanges at any given time throughout the day, if not multiple times through the day, (laughs) as they just kind of coast through the middle. But, like, the daughter thing is true. I mean, obviously, like, when you, as a man, when you marry your wife, it's like, I've never loved a woman more than anything in my life. And then your gender. first daughter comes along and like, oh, my God. I listen to this. It's so <laughs> great. And then, like, the youngest one comes along, and everybody's like, Dad, you're such a, like, she, obviously, she gets whatever she wants. I'm like, yeah, look
3: at her face. I, I'm not
2: going to say no to that unless That's knows awesome. what she wants to hear. <laughs>
3: It's I think crazy. that's like God's way of softening old tough cowboy hearts is giving them a little girl. Payback is what it's called. <laughs> <Payback>. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I'm not looking forward to the the sleepless nights that are going to mm-hmm. come down the road.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, in a family of six too, are you like, what was your, I don't know if like role is the correct question, but for Steve, his little girl is like the spitfire, right? Oh, like yeah. she is the one that's going to tell you how it is. She's the baby in the family. Like you're the oldest of the family. Like what do you think you're, like not attitude, but that role was within the six.
3: Girl, I'm the free babysitter. That's the best way to describe <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm a free labor. And my mom told me the other day, I mean, I'm I'm on the road, so I wasn't there on Mother's Day, but I FaceTimed her and I was like, Mom, did anyone make you breakfast today? How was it? She's like, We are feeling your absence. You are the only thoughtful child in this house. And I was like, Finally, retribution. Everybody in this house is feeling my absence. They remember me for what I was. But no, um, sincerely like being the oldest of that many kids. Um I feel like I'm a second mother, (laughs) but it's good because now I feel a little bit more confident in the fact that I can be a mom one day myself, too, even in a crazy world. So, yeah, it's good.
1: So what uh, what is your family into? Like, what do they do back in Arizona?
3: Um, We definitely are a sports family. Of course, we've come from the rodeo world, too. But uh, my little brothers are sports fanatics. And um, we love the outdoors. So one thing growing up, my dad always took us to do was snow skiing. So that's another one of my favorite things to do. And then we have great lakes in Arizona. So lake sports like wake surfing and boarding. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: This is something I'm always interested in because uh, Esses Park, they always have a lot of queens at that rodeo. So how long does it take from... All right, I have an appointment at 11. So when okay. does Miss Rodeo America have to start preparing for oh my that 11 o'clock appointment?
3: If you asked me a year ago, it would be a lot longer. Luckily, if practice makes perfect, I've got it down. But um, right now, I usually will start getting ready two hours before mm. I need to leave. And that gives me time. I like to like listen to music, stop and take a snack. So if I'm rushed, I can do it in an hour, but if I'm wanting perfect wings that day, you know how it goes. <laughs> Two that's, hours is key. You have
2: no extensions.
3: No extensions. See, really?
2: That, as as a my wife, I can point out to her, I'm like, her extensions look really I, good. See, that was the I, first I, thing when you took you your hat tell. off. When took you, you took your hat off, I was like, wow, she's got a great head of hair. I, like, I
3: noticed so it as well. well. But yeah, <laughs>
2: I'm insane. Because see, I've seen the, the world ones world where worst. they have the,
3: like, the clip-ins, huh? No, no. <laughs> I know. But
1: like, that's the one thing that my wife and I always joke about. And I'm like, all right, is her hair real or fake? Uh, and she can, like,
2: <laughs> right now because I, mean, I, can, I can spot it you out. You are
3: well-seasoned.
2: No, That's impressive. No, I got the deal.
0: <laughs> Just wait till you meet his wife. You'll understand. She's <laughs> yeah. beautiful.
2: She, she's all right. They're not all for round Yeah, speaking of she's sports,
1: oh. <laughs> he has outkicked his coverage big
0: time. <laughs> I'm big both time. of you did. I'm yeah. loving yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez.
2: So what, uh, possibly college, possibly cheer, is there anything that has really... The journalist thing with rodeo... Yes. So that's kind of the broad, general direction that we want to go?
3: Yeah, and I think that I'm getting a lot clearer perspective throughout this year of what I want to do, but um, anything journalism-wise I would love to do, and I would love to use my Portuguese, and I'm really excited that the Cowboy Channel and the PRCA have been linking arms with Brazil a ton. Oh, yeah. Brazil has their own version of the PRCA. It's called the LNR, and actually, last year, as Miss Rodeo Arizona, I went down to one technically the biggest rodeo in the world so houston claims it but this is the biggest and it's called bajetus that's where the big brazilian cowboys come from so i went down with my parents we visited our people that we lived with it was a great sentimental trip well now i get to go back this year but this time um there are a lot of extra connections and i know the cowboy channel is going to be streaming brazilian rodeos they need commentators so um, just things of that sort the aqha is huge down there too a lot of our great horses come from brazil so Something in that field. I would love to use my Portuguese, but stay in the Western industry.
1: So does it take some time to kind of get back into it? Or as Junior walks up, you could just strike (laughs) up a Portuguese conversation. Junior!
3: (laughs) Fala, meu amigo. Yeah, she's fluent. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? Junior was saying this the other day. He just came back from Brazil and he's trying to click back into English mode. That's totally how it is. And so when I'm in English mode, it's hard for me to click back in. But one thing I love is Brazilian music and listening to that actually helps me a ton. So um, I'll click into Portuguese mode if I need to, but it's hard to switch back and forth.
1: Well, regardless, this has been an absolute pleasure. And congratulations again on your thank title. You. And, and thank you for hanging out with us here in Vegas. Oh,
3: thanks, you guys. Y'all are the best. We'll see you at the NFR.
1: Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit NFRExperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Radio, and wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, We would love it if you gave us a five star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.